Well, welcome everybody in the room, in the lobby, online. Hello, online community. We love you guys. We're glad that you're there. And uh, we do look forward to being back in the room this week uh, as we begin our sermon series, What is in the Bible and Why? This is, our, this is our Summer in the Scriptures series, What is in the Bible and Why? We do this every year. We spend the summer being in, uh, in the Scriptures. Oh, I was just going to say when I saw the logo go up of the sermon series, um, I was saying hello to the online community. Yeah, we, we're looking forward to being together in person. If you're going to uh, have the necessity to be worshiping online with us, we are going to be there present for you with all the 4K glory that we have. So uh, just we want you to know that we're not forgetting you guys and leaving you behind. So um, in the 4K, I mean, you might notice, you might be able to see that I've got a little, I, I, don't, I, I don't usually don't grow a beard, but this is all a shout out to children's ministry. Peace to children's ministry. Love you guys because uh, they asked me to be Peter in the video for the children's ministry teaching time. So that's it. I was fulfilling my promise. I said to children's ministry last week, I'll grow a beard. And they're like, okay. And then I thought, that's a terrible idea. So here's my five days. Uh, and so I filmed that on Tuesday. Hope you guys are joining one of the backyard VBSs. So, because next Sunday, this thing's gone. I'm telling you right now. Um, we are in the summer in the scriptures. Here's what I know about uh, our summer in the scriptures. People they tell us that they love this experience. And the reason that they love it is that they get a deeper understanding of what's in the word. So we thought we'd just be flat out blatant and call it what is in the Bible and why. Because most people have an inferiority complex when it comes to the scriptures. They're afraid that I'm going to ask them a question and that they're going to have to answer it. I'm afraid that it's going to be some, they're afraid there's going to be some sort of a quiz, right, where I'm going to go, uh, hey, what do you know about the book of Hezekiah? And then you're going to make up an answer and then we're going to go, there's no book of Hezekiah, got you. You know, like it's just this, I, you know, I didn't grow up going to church and so I didn't grow up in Bible study. And so when I started going to church and it made all the sense in the world to me and touched my heart in a really deep way. Oh, by the way, I see Tinley over there. Right, right, right on, come here, Tinley, right on camera. This is your third place medal. Tinley was the team captain. Get over here and take this medal. I'm going to award it to you right now. Come over here. Quickly, come on. I, you know, what are you, you, you're waddling for two is what you're doing right now, but well done. Okay, third place, fundraising, you and your friends. Thanks for raising money for clean water. Tinley, all right, good job. Okay, can you tell we're stoked about being back in the room together? It's so fun to be with you. Um, so where, where was I? Oh, I didn't grow up in the, in, the, um, in the scriptures. I didn't grow up in Bible study. And so when I started on my faith journey, it made so much sense to me that this God who created us would want us to know him and would want a relationship with us. And in order to do that, that God would want to communicate to us. And so when I started to look at the theology around the scriptures, this Bible that he would shepherd through his people through all those generations, writers inspired to write down the story of God so that we would have it in our midst. It made all the sense in the world to me. But then I started digging in and I realized everybody knew more than me. Come on now, anybody honest feel like that's the deal? Thank you, Chad, one honest human in the room. Okay, I see that, Lisa, yeah, I see that hand. Let me just mention other people's names who feel ignorant. Go ahead, I'll just point you out by name. Yeah, exactly, Alan, okay, so, and so we just said, well, let's keep doing a summer in the scriptures where we'll get in it. And this time we'll talk about what is in the Bible and why. Now, I'm going to give you some encouragement. We'll have a little family conversation here today before my time is all up. Um, but 
but we'll also just want to have some conversation about how this is going to work. This is kind of an intro into the series, and next week, we'll jump in. The way the series is going to work is that we're going to preach through, sorry, we're going to talk about each section of the Bible. Like, what's this chunk, and what's it about? What's in it, and why is that there? And then the preacher will bring a message from a key passage in that but in that section. Does it make sense? So you'd kind of learn some stuff. So next week, Michael Hill is going to uh, preach on Genesis 1 and 2, that first section being the creation, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, the creation story. So that's how we're going to do this. And then two weeks from now, Ben Kearns is going to preach on something called the Pentateuch, which is those first five books of the Bible. You know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the ones that you try to get into when you decide you're going to read the Bible and then get stuck and decide that you probably don't love God enough or something. So this is what we're doing. Does this sound like a plan? You guys up for this? Yeah. And a couple other pieces of family business as we get going here. We're going to do a reading plan together again this summer. And so what that means is if you can get, download the YouVersion Bible app and go to our resources page, and Danny has a link to it. It's also the announcement uh, you'll see in the weekly announcements uh, this week at MCC, that is, that you can just click on the link. You'll accept an invitation. It'll say, Pastor Jeff wants to read this plan with you. It's 89 days, and this, is all, this, is, this one is about key people in the Bible. So almost every day is a different person, passage of scripture, and you get to kind of see the people that are highlighted through the stories. And what's fun about doing it together, the first 150 people get on that. There's a limit, unfortunately. We can then blog together and write about what we're learning and engage with one another. Hope you do that. If we go above 150 people, then you can read it on your own. But you know what? We can actually probably just join a second cohort that we'll put Ben in charge of. All right? So uh, that link is there. First 150 people get to be on that reading plan together. So we'll just be reading the same scriptures throughout the summer, which will be really fun on key people. And then the last piece of family business around this Bible uh, thing is that you may have taught uh, two years ago, I think, maybe it was three years ago, I taught a, a morning seminar on a Saturday morning called From Genesis to, to Revelation. And it's like, it's going through every section, an introduction to all that is in the Bible on, in one day chunk. And we had like 90, 90, 95 people came out for that. So I know many of you have experienced that, but I promised to do it again and then COVID hit. So I'm gonna do that on Saturday morning, July 10th. Registration will be up this week. Okay, coming up, it's not up yet now. So if July 10th, Saturday morning, July 10th, if that sounds like something you'd like to do, I'd love to have you for three hours of seminar of what's in the Bible. All right, everybody ready to go? Good. Now I want to talk about what's in the Bible and why as an, as an introduction. Because there's lots of content in the Bible. When you guys open the Bible, and that's kind of the fun thing, is when you start looking inside your table of contents. And by the way, we'll have Bibles under the chairs again next week when we're back in the, the room full bore, and we can open it up and look at it and look at the table of contents. Many of us look in there and we're like, I'm not really sure what to do with this thing. I'm not, there's genre, different genres, there's different, you know, you could tell there's different cultural backgrounds and things, there's different kinds of writing. Some look like letters, some talk about Jesus, some talk about killing people. There's just craziness in there. Somebody, somebody, and there's some kind of adult stuff in there. Hello? Somebody snuck in and put some love and sex in my Bible. Have you seen it? There's all kinds of stuff going on in there. And you're like, I do not know what to do with all that. So yeah, there's a lot of content. And there's a lot of, there's the Old Testament, which is the time before Jesus. There's the New Testament, which is the time after Jesus. There's all kinds of stuff in there. But I just as our, in our introduction this morning, I want to talk about the meta narrative, which is a word I just love, which is, you know, the big picture over the what is in this Bible and why. 
So two what's and two why's this morning before I let you go as we get introduced to this. So what is in the Bible first? I made this as simple as I could so it could go on a banner underneath me on the uh, internet uh, broadcast. Here it is, that it's the story of God's invitation to know him. What's in the Bible? It's the story of God's invitation to know him. Now, I had a really long version of this. It said it's the story of God's initiation and invitation to encounter him and to learn about him and to know his son, Jesus. Like, it's this huge invitation and initiation. But all simplified, it's, this is the story. What's in the Bible is the story of God's invitation to know him. Because like I said, th- this, is, this is, it makes so much sense that this God who created us would want us to be in a relationship with him and is inspired writing through the centuries so that we might know how to do that. So this is the story all the way through. It's the story of God's inviting us to be in relationship with him. And so just to lay that filter over the top of everything you read, like, okay, well, I don't understand what's going on, but somehow there's some part of God's initiation, invitation to know him to walk with him. What am I learning about that as I read that particular story? It's all over the Bible. It starts with Genesis 1 where he created male and female. Remember, he created Adam, humankind. He created Adam, male and female, in his own image. Why? So that he could walk with them. And you remember in the story, and Michael's going to touch on this next week in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, that when they sinned and went against God's perfect plan, which is what we all do and have done, they were separated from God and he walked in the garden. He was walking in the garden where he created and put them to walk in fellowship with him. And it says that God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Like, and then he looked around and he goes, where, where are you? Like, I, I made you to be in this paradise to live with me. See that relationship? This is the story of God's initiative, his invitation to know him, to be in relationship with him. That's how the Bible starts. The Bible ends in the New Testament with the book of Revelation. Hello, everybody get the book of Revelation. Anybody feel inferior when it comes to the book of Revelation? I still promise that that's going to be a seminar that I'll, that I'll teach, okay? We'll do a, we'll do a half day on the, just the book of Revelation. But that ends, the Bible ends with that book, and that book ends with the new Jerusalem, which is the restored Eden. Listen now where people walked with God in fellowship, the new Jerusalem coming down, and that's where we're gonna be. It will be heaven on earth. We'll spend eternity with God. And when you read in Revelation 21 and 22, it says, listen, God will be with his people. God's always wanted to be with us. And the Bible is the story of him saying, let's be in relationship. It starts and ends with that heart from God. And then in the middle, you got the verses of, that we're all aware of, that God so loved the world that he sent his son so that people would not perish but have life with him, right? John 3, 16, John 1, 12, that for all, to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This is a relationship God, he has been initiating a relationship with us from the beginning, he will to the end, and that's why Christ came. So that's the big why, or sorry, the big what, the first what. It's that it's the story of God's invitation to know him. Now, obviously, it's not just about knowing about him, right? Two little quick sub points. It's not just about knowing about him. This isn't about facts, 
What we learn from Jesus' teaching is the people who had the religious ceremony in place or they had the right thinking in place but didn't actually live for God and be devoted to God, they, that he wanted none of that. That's not what he's shooting for. And so it's not just about knowing about him, it's about knowing him and about knowing the bigger truths about him and us and the world and how it works. It's about where we get our truth, friends. So what's in the Bible? It's this invitation to know him, not just about him, but to know all about his story. And then, of course, the big one is not just about knowing about him. It's about encountering him. If I was to say that first big what I said, what did I say? I said it's the, it's the story of God's invitation to know him. I think if, maybe I would, if you're taking notes, I'd write in there, I'd cross out no, or no, no, I'd add to no. I'd say it's God's story, uh, the story of God's invitation to know him and engage with him or encounter him or be impacted by him, right? It's about this relationship. It's about walking with God, his presence, his love, his power. That's the story is that he's inviting us to know him, encounter him, walk with him. So what else? That's a what. That's the big merit of narrative is it's, it's what's the story? What's in the Bible? It's the story of God's initiation, God's invitation to know him. And then similarly in and, and uh, just like it, it's the story, this is another way I would put it, it's the story of the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the presence of the Spirit. That's the second what. It's the, it's the story of the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the presence of the Spirit. In other words, there's a whole bunch going on here about this story, about this truth that the Scriptures are going to teach us. And when we read the Word, we've got this lens to go, oh, there's something about God's love and something about Him knowing, wanting to know Him, right? Us to know Him. But if there's something about His love, there's something about the grace of, of Jesus. There's a story about Jesus in there, and there's something about this presence and transformation of the Holy Spirit. I just love that Trinitarian presence you see in the scriptures. Here's a, in 2 Corinthians, Paul's talking to the wacky Corinthians and all the things they got going on trying to figure out how to be Christ followers. And he sums it up like this at the end of his second letter in 2 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 14. This is what he says. Look at the, this scripture. He just says, look, let me sum this up. This is my heart for you, church. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you all. Now, if we had time to parse all of that, it's like he's like, let me sum this up. There's three things that these scriptures are going to reveal that you're invited into. This is my longing for you, Paul says. And this is, I think, you guys, this is the story, the meta narrative. God wants us to know him, but then it's about this love of the Father, the grace of the Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, sorry, the grace of the Son and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just think about this real quick. It's about the love of the Father. This is a story about the love of the Father. Wait, wait, church. This is a story about the love of the Father. This is a Father who initiated you out of his delight and his joy to create you in his image, to be in relationship with you out of a love for you. That's a message that somehow has gotten lost in Christianity, God forbid. And how do I, what do you mean it's somehow? Of course it's gotten lost because the enemy has exactly one thing to do to take the world down. And that is to say, God doesn't love you. He's angry, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's um, dispassionate, he's vacant. Oh man, 
God loves us. And so we read the scriptures with this message, this meta-narrative that there's something about the love of the Father for us. If that's a starting point, that changes our whole lives. And then it's about the grace of the Son. The love of the Father, it's about the grace of the Son. In other words, listen, it's about Jesus. Everything in there is about Jesus. I mean, this is about, we'll talk about that in just a minute, but the grace of Jesus is what this meta-narrative is about. It's never about works. It's never about pleasing God. It's never about getting yourself cleaned up. Oh, it's about holiness and righteousness, but that's out of the love of the Father, his desire to walk with us and us being in relationship with him. And so the grace of the Son is present in this story everywhere, even in the Old Testament before Jesus. It's his people, God's people, looking forward to the coming of a savior that they knew they needed. And then it's about the presence of the Holy Spirit. What's in the Bible? Love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the presence or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's about life within. Remember, that's what the Holy Spirit brings, is life from within. So we're designed to have our heads and our hearts aligned with these truths. And this is our only hope, you guys. This is our only hope of making sense out of life on this side of the kingdom of God coming in its fullness is that we would see this meta-narrative that this whole story is about God wanting a relationship with us, inviting us to know him. And it's about his love. It's about the grace of Jesus. And it's about the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. That's a pretty good summary, don't you think? Thank you, Paul, from 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And so everything we can read, we read through all of this, all the passages are going to teach us something about this relationship. Love of the Father, grace of Jesus, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so when we read in the Bible, we're like, I don't really understand what this passage is about. That's what we get to do is we get to go, okay, wait a minute. What do I learn here? What truth am I learning about the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the presence of the Holy Spirit? And it helps orient us to what is this is trying to say. And where else, by the way, would we get our understanding about those things if it's not from this? We're left to try to figure out God on our own. You got a creator, good luck getting to know him. Figure out what to do with your sin and your brokenness. Work it out. No, the scriptures teach us the truth about who God is. So that's what, that's the what in the Bible. It's God's, it's a story of God's, invitation to know him, and it's the story about the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Anybody can say that off the top of their heads? Anybody memorize it with me on that? You got it? It's about the what of the Father? The love of the Father, the what of the Son? The grace of the Son, and what next? The presence of the Holy Spirit. Good. Yeah, so that's what's in the Bible. So then we go, but why? Why? Why that meta narrative? So I had two what's. Let me give you two whys. First, of course, and this is a good word. Ready? Why? Why, are those, why is that in the Bible? So that you may be saved. That's the why. So that you may be saved. Salvation, this is such a good word, this word saved. And this is saved as in forgiven. Saved as in restored to this relationship with God. Saved as in no longer lost and living life without him and having to spend eternity without him. This is saved as in preserved, rescued, restored to God through the good news of Jesus. 
Look at this text from 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is Paul writing to Timothy. And this is his summary to Timothy, who's a young leader in the churches that are being developed in Asia. He goes, but as for you, he goes, Timothy, look at, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of. Keep going. Because you know those from whom you've learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Don't miss this. How from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which, those scriptures, are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Have you ever noticed that verse before? Look at verse 15 again. Remember how you, from infancy, you've known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. This why, why, you guys, why do we have this meta narrative? Because we'll become wise to what it looks like to be saved. It's the good news contained in a book for us. Oh man, that is a reason enough for us to read the word and to preach the word and to be in the word. These scriptures tell the story of God's longing for you to be saved. That's how we have this relationship with him. This Old Testament is, oh, here's the meta narrative of the Old Testament. Ready? Here's my summary of the Old Testament. Oh, we're going to need a savior. That's, that's my summary of the Old Testament. And my summary of the New Testament Hallelujah. When the time was just right, God sent Jesus. And now receive him. Come on now. There you go. And that's how we understand the word. That's how we get in the word. We recognize that that's the narrative. That we're wise for salvation. By the way, I love this. This is a, this is a Jesus storybook Bible that some of the kids have. We have a whole bunch of these, by the way. If you've got kids in our ministry, we're going to give you one of these if you show up to... to um, to kids' ministry next week. You can ask for one if you don't have one. This is so great. But what I love about the subtitle of the Jesus Storybook, it says, every story whispers his name. Come on now. And that's what's going on here, Old and New Testament. It's so that we might be saved. That's the why. By the way, any kids want one of these? Anybody not? Any family, any parent not have one of these? You want it? All right, Danny, come up here. Run up here, dude. That's way back. I can't come do that. The Zoom people will click off. All right. And then here's an adventure Bible. That's, that's for the older kids. That's, a, that's like a whole Bible too. So Danny, I'm going to give you both. This one's for you guys, uh, for Collins. And this one, give away on your way back to your seat to somebody who has a kid. Okay, good. All right, there we go. Oh, and you know what? I wish we had that for adults. I wish we had color on every page Bible for adults. So fun. Did anybody never get one of these when we were giving those away? Anybody ever? There's a study by Lisa, really? Okay. Come, come get this, Lisa. Come, come get this. Lisa Bennett, this right here, color on air. Oh, look, there's a, I'm so excited to give this to you. Give, give some love to Lisa. There you go. All right, Lisa, okay. So, the, the what's. God's inviting you to have a relationship with him. And it's about the love of the, this story. It's about the love of the Father, the graces of the Son, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So why? Why is that meta narrative in there? So that you might be saved. So that you might enter into that relationship and be restored to God. Have you done that, by the way? Have you been waiting to do that? Have you been seeking this God thing here? And it's just the dots are being connected for you even right now. You know, you can receive him by just surrendering your heart and your will in your seat, by faith, in the moment, that's receiving the good news of Jesus and beginning that restoration process. So if you want to talk more about that, we would love to talk with you about that. So that's the, that's the first why, so you may be saved. And then the second why as I wrap up, 
so that we would be thoroughly equipped to live for him. The second why is so that we would be thoroughly equipped to live for him. That passage in 2 Timothy where Paul was telling him, look, here's the deal. Uh, You know scriptures will make you wise for salvation. Then he goes on to talk about the word, and this is what he says in the next two verses, verses 16 and 17. He says, all scripture is breathed by God. It's God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching and rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Scripture comes from God. It's given to us to work on our lives, to correct us, rebuke us, and train us. And friends, through that, the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit changes us so that we're thoroughly, that's the other why, put that there for us, Alex, that's the other why. So we're thoroughly equipped for every good work. And you guys, look at, this is not about being workers or deeds. This is not about doing good deeds. Those are the Boy Scouts you're confusing us with. This is about transformation. This is about becoming all who we were intended to be and doing all that we were intended to do. Isn't that great news? This why of this what that's in the scriptures is so that we would be thoroughly equipped to be God's woman, God's man, right where he's put us. Everything we were created to be and everything we were created to do, partnering with him in kingdom work. That's the Bible calls life and life at its fullest, which is what Jesus said in John 10.10, where he said, I came that you might have it. That life and that life abundantly. Friends, this is not academic. Your longing for life That's your longing for God. And your longing for God, that restoration is found in Jesus. And how you experience that is found all through this book. And so that's why we're going to be in it together. So here's the invitation. Will you dive into the word with us this this summer? Let's dive into the word. And for sure, the invitation is grab a children's Bible from downstairs they're giving away. For sure, the invitation is join the reading plan that Danny will put in the, um, in the chat and that you can find on our weekly announcements for sure. The, the invitation for sure diving in is, is to, if you want to come on July 10th and spend three hours just digging in like, what is in this Bible? We're going to go table of contents. What's Genesis? What's, where's the New Testament start? When, when was this? Where was this? Show me a map for goodness sakes. Orient me. Yeah, that's for sure. That's all part of it. But the invitation is, will you dive in and will you ask God to reveal to you through the what of his longing to be in relationship with you, the why, which is how it is that you can be all that he created you to be, to do all that he created you to do so that you're at the center of life as it was meant to be. We're going to ask this, you guys, in this, every time we come to the scriptures, we're going to be asking this question. In this text, what's the invitation to know him and to be transformed? What's the invitation in this text to know God and be changed into who we were made to be? I hope you dig into the scriptures along with us on your own this summer as we live it out fully. And as we worship, you guys will give thanks to this God who wanted to speak to us, who revealed his truth, and who in that message tells us the good news of the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
I'm going to ask you in a moment to stand and worship. Look at the first line. Listen to the first line of this song we're about to sing where we worship God, thanking him. Greater you, Lord. Listen to this first line. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope and you restore every heart that is broken. Ah, that's from the word that makes us wise for salvation. Thanks be to God. Let's stand together and worship him.